space anime. What's up? <laughs> I definitely didn't just fuck up our sync checks in the beginning. Not Whatever, okay. no big deal. Um, so yeah, we started up on this would be season three. Yeah, right? episodes fifty-five through fifty-nine. Getting there. Um, I didn't actually watch the new intro, but I did see a single shot of an incredibly long-haired Ryan. Yes, yeah. you've mm-hmm. noticed it as well. He uh, grows his hair out through the entire series, and towards the end, it gets like to like mid-back levels. He gets so. he's, he's like some sort of a uh, what, what's what's the description? Kind of like a Rat King sort of hair length he's got going on there. No, he's it's got gonna, the, like the flowery keeps... like '80s like thrasher metal hair going on later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the police coming for me? Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, I heard there was space anime. Yeah, was someone about to make a white snake joke? We're here just to <laughs> case. Is a reference? That's a different anime. Okay, um, season three starts out where season two ended, where uh, Kaiser Reinhardt's now the Kaiser the first uh, Kaiser Reinhardt the first of his own dynasty and all that great stuff. Um, he's chatting up with Marendorf Sr., who's now the Secretary of State. And uh, they're at a party, obviously, because he's just been crowned king and that's all cool and everything. But Ryan's like, this party sucks because it's wasting money. I don't care about parties. Fuck this shit. Um, so he storms on off because he's a dweeb. Um, Marendorf Sr. starts talking to his daughter, Hildegard. Um, he keeps teasing her about like how she's very unladylike. I guess like she never spent time with other yeah. girls as a kid because kind of a tomboy. Yeah, like, yeah, he's like, you didn't care about flowers. You didn't care about like riding horses for racing or dresses or anything. And she's like, I know a lot about horses. He's like, you know how to ride a horse, and that's it. You learned that and stopped. Like as <laughs> soon as you got past the useful knowledge, you just be you just got out of there. Well, that's not true. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like, yeah, he's just roasting her for being a tomboy, yeah. more or less. Um, the one important thing about the scene is uh, Marindor Sr. talks to Hildegard about uh, Heinrich, which was that sick Make-A-Wish guy. Uh, he wants to see Reinhardt, and so Hildegard's got to try to bring it up with him, try to get to happen. Oh, yeah, the guy with paintings of, like all the different like world leaders all around his room yeah like there was just like a painting of napoleon in the room yeah so um we cut to a scene of yang and frederica they're married they're getting married um yang's like i guess in the room before the wedding putting on a tux and at bro is giving him shit for it because he looks like an idiot well it's because he's trying he's putting on this big like it looks too big goofy, for him. Like pirate shirt ass, yeah, suit. Like it's like got like twelve layers. There's all that stuff. There's like three cummerbunds and like shit. coattails and stuff like that. Yeah, it was because he retired from the military. He wanted to wear something simpler. It was either the crowd or the outfit well, or both. But no, he said yeah, he said he w- didn't want to wear it, the tuxedo. He said he wishes he had got married while he was in the service, so he could have worn hmm. his military uniform instead. Yeah, he yeah. could have just worn his uniform. But then he explained like, oh, except then I'd have to deal with all the big wigs coming and shitting oh, yeah, at my that's wedding. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so, it's like so fine. I'll put on the fucking tux. <laughs> <laughs> so they walking down the aisle. It's kind of funny because both of them have their hair done differently than usual. Like I think uh, Yang has his slicked back, and like Frederick has, has her all up like up and styled and everything they look and snazzy um we get them doing all their stuff exchange of vowels julian starts talking i guess during the middle of the ceremony which i thought was weird that um he was talking to someone i think it was kazern maybe saying that, yeah uh, he he's was kazern yeah it was kazern yeah, yeah. Then he's leaving for earth because uh boris got his ship from the fba and i guess he wants to go to earth for some reason but um yeah that's been their plan for a while was like having 
him go to Earth after going to Fazan to like keep eyes on something, something like Investigate that. Investigate Earth cult stuff. Yeah. So we cut to afterwards, they're at a restaurant, I guess everybody, that's where they're having the reception dinner. And really, it's just Yang at the table with all of his friends around him, and everybody's yeah. roasting his nuts for this. Like, they're like, hey, why'd you fucking bail on your wife, you asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they ask him if like he has even kissed her yet or anything, and so they all start chanting kiss at him. And this is like the most awkward, like, I, I was thought like middle school prom, like, attempt at a kiss that I've ever seen. Like, it's very in character, this... though, because he didn't like the attention. Yeah, I have in my notes, kiss, 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 Yang is a dweeb. Yep. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, their ship is named Undutiness? Yeah, so what after that, that? <laughs> we cut to uh, Julian in travel to Earth on the new ship that uh, Boris has called the Undutiness, which is terrible. Why would you name a ship that? But, it was like um, the first name they pitched was this really... I can't remember what the heck it was. I thought I wrote it down, but I lost it. But it was like this it very... Like or something. It was this very fancy, strong name, and Yang just wanted to call it the undutiness. Which I wonder if that's part of the... Uh, if that was a mistranslation or a slight miswording. I don't know. Like I Maybe, uh, maybe undutiful was ex- what they were going for. No, I go for the extremely literal translations, thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they're cruising around, and their ship gets uh, uh, hailed down by a Galactic Empire ship, and they want to be boarded. So, of course, they freak all out. But uh, the Galactic Empire shows up, kind of looks at their papers, asks if there's any women on board, and leaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kind of pisses off Boris, because he's like, why the hell are they asking for women, the perverts, you know? But they guess I guess they don't care at this point. They feel that they've won the war, and there's no real reason to search any of these ships. It's or, also kind of to keep up some sort of a guise of control because they they will just stop anybody anywhere anytime just to annoy them. Yeah, just to keep the idea that they're always watching, even though it That's looks true, like they're yeah. just going through the motions. Um. So we cut to Reinhardt. He's talking to a new guy that it's uh, introduced named Silver Birch. Silver yeah. Birch. I don't know. Um, he now has the position of Minister of uh, Industrial... Minister of Industry. That's his new position, I think. It's a really cool title. Yeah. Yeah. It's me, and, the boss of all industry. Yeah, and so <laughs> the reason he was introduced more so is because Reinhardt wants to move the capital from Fazant to... Move the capital to Fazant because he feels that he is starting the new Galactic Empire since he's like made peace with the FPA and he wants to like bring it all as a whole. And since Fazant is in the middle of the two, he feels it'll have better influence and unity and all that shit mm-hmm. so and it, it's a kind yeah, of a power play like lower the chance yeah. lower the chance of insurrection from the free planet alliance and kind of just like help suppress whatever there is yeah. left of it it's removing the free planet alliance's lingering influence and that's great so the undutiness on its way to earth makes a stop where mercats and co so mercats fleet of 60 ships the robin hood fleet or whatever they called it um, they're chilling on an asteroid someplace, and so they stop by the Sahara Mercats because I guess Julian is relaying some messages from Yang. Um, they say hi to Dusty, who's sitting there, and they talk with Mercats. Mercats is saying they have 60 ships, but they really can't do a whole bunch with that. Um, Julian's message to Mercats from Yang was saying that as part of the peace treaty, the Free Planet Alliance has to scrap their navy. But he tells Mercats where that's happening and when it's happening. So he's like, you know, nudge, nudge, hit, hit, go do some shit there. Um, Mercats asks, like, what Yang thinks they should be doing. And Yang, like, told them that it, they should just wait a bit. Because, like, right now they're under too heavy surveillance. There's too much shit going on. 
in the Free Plan Alliance territories that they really can't do anything and that they should wait five or six years. And so... Yeah, just to make sure things can go down. And like, and then uh, like Julian and Meerkats have a discussion of just, well, you know, or something else could overthrow the Empire before then. And Meerkats just kind of looks at him. He's like, man, I hope nothing happens. <laughs> like, right now, we kind of have a good spot. We just need to wait a while. Yeah. But if something happens, it could fuck up everything. Yeah, they did so, a lot like, of we actually kind of just like, so. Yeah, it's like, and the people have been through so much. Can they just have a couple years? Yeah. <laughs> Can they just have a bit to get back on their yeah. feet? Like, the people, the non-military people are suffering right now. Merkatz like, is just saying, yeah, well, I hope nothing happens, but we're, we've also still got 55 more episodes of this fucking anime to go, so of course something's going to happen. <laughs> it's 55 episodes. <laughs> that was of- very weird how he broke the fourth wall like that, but hey. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, it was a weird cultural decision to have the seasons three and four of this anime just turn into Gain and Frederica do married things. But <laughs> I would love to see a full series of that. <laughs> that would rule. So, just awkward, awkward post-military parents mm-hmm. <laughs> raising a weird cat. Taking turns in the kitchen, find out that Yang doesn't even know how to fucking operate a microwave. <laughs> it's just a fun slice what do you of mean life I anime can't about put a metal complete in here? dipshit. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, his- History's smartest moron. <laughs> <laughs> so back on uh, Heinesen, we get a couple different scenes. First off is uh, Len Kemp, who is the, I guess, d- sort of leader there. He's talking about how uh, what the positions of, like the Galactic Empire forces have around Heinesen. And one of his underlings is like, wow, that's really light. You know, aren't you afraid they'll try to overthrow you? And he's like, nah, because if they try killing me, then Reinhardt's just going to come and drop the hammer. So he's not too concerned about uprising. We have uh, Hang, Louis, and Leblo talking. Uh, those are two of the old, uh, old high council, old high council people. They're passing a bunch of laws that prevents you know uh, uprising and outrage towards the Galactic Empire, and they're like having a discussion about how they know they have to do this to make sure that the Galactic Empire isn't get pissed off, but also at the same time it goes against free speech and everything democracy stands for. So like they're kind of conflicted about whether or not they should put into place these laws that are against what they really believe but knowing that they'll keep the peace doing so um we have some more married life stuff with yang and frederica um they're walking around and like getting they got milk they got two bags of milk out of a roadside cart i thought farmer's market man yeah you can't find you you can't find non-homogenized they they don't they don't sell non-homogenized milk or raw milk inside the supermarkets so it's just really fucked up laws (laughs) get a lot of people on twitter yelling at us now (laughs) yeah now we're gonna get yelled at by by both people both pro and anti raw milk we never said what side we're on Fuck them. Get what both is the Venn diagram us. overlap? Get at me, raw milk enthusiasts and haters. <laughs> what is the Venn diagram Tell me your stories. Raw milk enthusiasts and like Raw milk makes the best kefir. You have no idea. <laughs> anyway, the purpose oh, of that God. scene is to show they're but being yeah, tailed so, by the secret police because they still think, yeah, think Yang's... The really good part, too, is uh, Frederica like, notices it, and Yang just points out, he's like, yeah, it seems a little weird. You notice that car? And Frederick is just like, Emil's just like, yeah, I recognize that car and I remember that plate. It was one of the numbers they used as a fake plate for the uh, Allied Investigative Services or something like that. And he's like, glad I got your memory married to me now. That's cool. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I spotted that car like half an hour ago. You just now noticed it? Huh? Weird. Yeah. Frederick is just kind of like, yeah, no, we've super been being tailed. What are you, <laughs> oh, I just thought you knew. <laughs> they just didn't give a shit. 
<laughs> so um, we go back to the asteroid where Julian's hanging out. He's chatting with Popolo, Popolon. Uh, Popolon, I guess, is going stir-crazy because he thought being pirates was cool and everything, but then he realized he was on an asteroid with a bunch of dudes and he wants to fuck, so he's going to go to Earth with them because he thinks that there are people on Earth that want to fuck him. Yep. That was, like, his entire rationale for that. Them hot Earth cultists. Going to get me one. Yep. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> he also introduces Julian to Catros. Uh, Katros, I guess, who is a uh, female fighter pilot under his command since, like, half the fighter pilots died during the last war. Um, mm-hmm. I have in my notes, Julian got a boner. It's Absolutely. Like 100% yeah. perfect it's description. Just, she, just the way she's introduced, so she's up in her fighter pilot thing, and, you know, you just see this person who's in an outfit with a fighter helmet on. And at this point, Poplin said, man, there are no girls around here. Lame. Let me introduce you to someone, by the way. She climbs down, takes off her helmet, you know, has this whole thing of cascading like hair commercial. spilling yeah. all around. And yeah, Julian like shampoo just, commercial. Yeah, exactly. Julian just has this, oh, God, <laughs> face. Like, it's great. He just stares, like, open mouth, wide eyed mm-hmm. until Popelon, like, slaps him and is just like, hey, say hello. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so. There's uh, a cadet I'm training. Knock it the fuck off. So Kit Rose was uh, really curt, and she just, like, leaves immediately. And mm-hmm. then Popolon tells him, like, straight up, was like, hey, you should take a pass at her. And, like, and, like Julian looks at him incredulously, and he's like, I leave 15-year-olds alone. <laughs> he, like, walks off. It's yeah. It's weird like, scene. It just, like, Julian's just like, oh. Yeah. He, he was just, he's like, yeah, don't worry. I didn't take a crack at her yet. I don't fuck 15-year-olds, <laughs> man. Whatever. Like, it's, 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 a t- it's a ticking clock, though, by the way. So, you know, <laughs> he, he if, got, you, like, if you take a pass, I'll eventually try. <laughs> Yeah, that was the best part, too, is he's just he's like, hey, I wait for women to mature, you know, like a fine wine, you know, until she's like mm, 17. And it was like, come on. <laughs> you know, it's funny because that like introduces the weird fuck thing that these couple of episodes have going on, because there's a lot of talk, in, especially later on, we'll get into about people wanting the fuck in these episodes. Mm hmm. Yeah, these are some horny episodes. We're getting to some fan service type stuff. Somebody's got to bone down somewhere. Come on. That's what anime does these days, right, guys? Yeah, so the last scene of this episode is just Murkat's thinking about the future, what he's going to do. Yeah. All the ships he doesn't have. Murkat sort of saying basically, like, I've got to do some groundwork. And it's just pretty much just says, I'm not going to be around forever or something he hinted at. You know, kind of like. Yeah phasing out and passing things over to yang was what he was kind of saying i think so um episode 56 starts up it's a history channel episode um this i don't is Julian. remember there there being that many of these there's a couple there's like five or six yeah. of them throughout the series um it's the mm-hmm. backstory is julian's like traveling the earth and he's looking at cds or whatever in his cabin pop, but... part way through yeah, poplin he... comes in he's like you're watching this this looks boring oh well, i ain't doing shit yeah. <laughs> well, no, the best part is when poplin walks in and i know this is a little early but he's just like he's like hey julian what's up you're watching some porn gross he's like no i'm watching documentaries about earth the place we're going he's like Oh, that sounds less interesting than porno. Hey, I got shit going on anyway, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, like, he gives him shit for watching it, it and then just sits down and watches it with him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, man, you're not healthy. You gotta stop doing this nerd shit. He's like, all right, you wanna watch too? He's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so uh, the History Channel thing starts off with uh, 2039, World War Three starts between superpowers, nukes everywhere. It's called the 13-Day War. The population of Earth fell to 1 billion, so that was cool. A um, couple of... Uh, about 100 years later, the United Earth government's born. Um, they have the headquarters in Bisbing, Australia? Yeah. Interesting place to put the headquarters. Uh, I, I but, guess, uh, if anything, maybe because of where all the nukes hit and stuff, maybe yeah, Australia no was passed Australia. over. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Better they just only hit the unpopulated areas. Like they just never actually got the right spots in Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody knows Australia. There's like, what is, where is the shit in Australia? Like, what do we, where are we supposed to send these? Fuck it, man. I don't know. <laughs> Just make it up. So after the United Earth government happens, there's kind of a golden age. Man goes back into space. Uh, colonies on, like, the moon and Io, they say. I don't know why they would build a colony on Io, the volcanic planet in Jupiter's magnosphere, but sure. Um, mm-hmm. They're saying that people off Because the writer knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and knew that other people would know it as well. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> so um, the population off of Earth is starting to explode. Uh, the moon base becomes the capital of the government. Uh, they started to send a ship towards Alpha Centauri, because why not? Um, in 2360 oh, yeah, or so. That was the ship that just went missing, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was interesting. They didn't. T- they just kind of said, yeah, they sent someone out. They sent some ship out there, and they didn't say it blew up or anything. They just said it went missing. Which I thought yeah. was just, it, it's not important or anything, but I just thought it was an interesting little yeah. bit of flavor they threw in there. So, but Like, things are going great. Things are going awesome. We're going to go off to Alpha Centauri. Oh, it vanished? <laughs> Yeah, so 2360, uh, they figure out faster than light travel. Uh, about 40 years later, they find the first uh, habitable exoplanet. Um, so at this point, people start trying to colonize these exoplanets. The government struggles to try to figure out how much, like, internally they're having dialogues of how much anonymity these colonies should have because obviously it's kind of hard for Earth to govern shit that's, you know, five light years away. Yeah. Yeah, um, and they, at the same time, they want to retain power, and they understand that as the resource base of the universe expands, you know, yeah. farther out, they're going to want resources from other places. And so, they're, yeah, there's a whole struggle of how much autonomy uh, needs to go between everybody. Yeah. And uh, it, it kind of leads to the big wars coming up of just Earth deciding, like, no, we still want to be in charge of everyone, actually. <laughs> a yeah, lot of this can this be summarized I- by um, the Earth government is just an asshole. Well, that, that, I mean, that's every of, imperial government everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I have the note here, Popolo breaks in, asks Julian if he's jacking it, so that's where that mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> um, the Space Defense Corp is founded. I guess Earth decided to have a Space Navy because, you know, more colonies need Space Navies. Why not? Um, the Space Force grew too big, the Cade, because, of course, why wouldn't it? Um, the expansion started to slow down because people are starting to get comfortable with being outside of the Earth's sphere of influence. Earth starts to become an imperialistic planet, sucking wealth from the other planets. The colonies obviously get angry, tell Earth to fuck off. The colonies try to band together and send Earth an ultimative, you know, like, we need suffrage and some sort of being able to vote, no military yeah, intervention. pair back the military, because you're spending, like, you know, you're taking all the money from us just to spend to put into military to oppress us. So pair the military back, take less money, like, give us suffrage, we want to be able to vote on our own things. And so all Earth did was make up a fake war. Yeah, <laughs> so it's actually kind of interesting how they did this. So Earth started a propaganda campaign against, I guess, Cirrus was the other big colony at the time, the biggest colony at the time. <laughs> They've had, like, all oh, the Cirrus threats coming to get us and everything. And people bought into the propaganda, but, like, they bought into it too hard, so it sort of became self-fulfilling because people were like, oh, yeah, Cirrus is great, you know? The people, the colonies thought Cirrus actually had shit going on when it really didn't, so shit started to go on. Mm-hmm. So I have Earth played itself. Um, they sent ships to Cirrus. They blew up the anti-Earth forces there and occupied Cirrus. And it was looted. And there was a whole bunch. Like, there was a big analogy here to, like, basically the rape of that king where they went in and sacked the city, looted everything, killed a bunch of people, denied it ever happened. It felt very kind of Japan apologist for that. But 
Yeah, because they had a, they had like an official on TV at one point or a, on a broadcast thing, and at first he said, "What are you talking about? That whole thing never happened." Then like three days later, so, yeah, he came <laughs> said, "Yeah, it did happen, but we weren't involved, and everybody that took part in it were bad guys." So yeah, so yeah. basically, what it was was they just declared it. At first, and again, to clarify, this was 900,000 people, so almost a million people, civilians, who were murdered and had things stolen and went, like, we're not going full deep into it, but it involved some jaws being removed to get at gold teeth and yeah, some fingers that was being cut really off to get... There was, interesting. There, <laughs> yeah, they wanted the people's intestines it was this episode that had the one moment of gore that I actually, like, kind of was like, ah, at. Because mm-hmm. usually, like, I, I, I was a medical professional. That shit doesn't bother me. For some reason, the head being, like, cracked open and the brain, like, kind of coming out as a slurry, like, just, like, yeah. flowing out of the head. Oh, I just, oh, I didn't like it. I didn't like seeing it with my eyes. It was bad. The it does this stuff uh, so, so sparsely. Yeah, that it's, it's just to catch you often. off guard just yeah. right. It has really good impact. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was 900,000 people died. And the government came out and, yeah, said, oh, that didn't actually happen. That's a lie made up by the serious forces to, you know, try and get rebellions up. And then three days later, they came out and said, oh, it did happen, but it was only about 20,000 people, not 900,000. Also, it wasn't us. It was a bunch of the serious rebels or whatever pretending to be us. So they tried to, like, frame it as a false flag say it was a lot smaller than it was just all that and then there was just never any explanation they never ever said anything about it after that yeah so this whole incident hardened all of the other colonist rebels resolves um they introduced like four key figures that i guess will go on and later made the anti-earth resistance they showed their backstories they're all tragic you know friends got killed by earth forces or you know, family. Members, One dude like was that. just watching a military parade, and his like mom, I think, was next to him or mm-hmm. something. It was either yeah. his mom or his wife, and like a soldier who was just drunk on the ground in the military parade just started firing his gun, and it just happened to kill his again wife or mom or yeah, whoever so, it was. Just his important person to yeah, him. It was his mom. They were just watching from a window in like a second story nearby, and this dude just opened fire. Yeah, so they started the anti-Earth resistance, like, in earnest. Um, they got a bunch of ships. Uh, they had the second Battle of Vega where, like, the anti-Earth forces had, like, 6,000 ships and defeated 20,000 on Earth, which was a big shock to the people on Earth. They eventually surrounded Earth, laid siege to it, and starved a bunch of people on it. Cirrus became the seat of power for humanity. But, uh, of course, since this is a tragic story, two, uh, two of the leaders died, and then, like, everything fell apart. Um, yeah, it was um, the one dude who was doing the best job of leading it ended up getting ill and dying. And then two of them had like a power struggle. And the fourth one kind of said, fuck this. I'm going to go off and teach music. And one of the dudes basically had the other two killed because he just did not trust them. Yeah. And then yeah, was- there was that shot of him getting neutron bombed. <laughs> that was not very it was kind of interesting how they they had the, like this footage of when this neutron bomb hit. And I thought it was hilarious because it was this historical recording and they stopped the footage like a frame before this thing comes in out of the corner like of the picture or something. Yeah. It's like some whoever, th- whoever launched the neutron bomb, they weren't like get it in the area where he's at. They were like, no landed on top of his fucking head. <laughs> yeah. That gives well, some context here yeah. of the four guys that started the anti-F government. The first one died of illness. Mm-hmm. Two of them struggled one of the, um, against each other as a power play. One killed the other. And then that guy killed the last dude just because yeah. he didn't want anybody 
you know, to try to take over his power. He, so he, he becomes the director. He had, he had done subversion in the past, and he was just like, he has a history of doing it. So even though he says he doesn't want power, I can't let that, you know, be. I can't let that just slide. So, yeah, he goes and just gets him killed. Yeah, so he becomes, like, the leader of the, the anti-Rinth forces or whatever. But, like, it shows him getting into a car, like, waving the people, and then he gets Neutron Bob. Like, instead of just car bombing him or assassinating <laughs> him, they fucking drop a nuke on him. <laughs> <laughs> and it like, just love right that freeze frame. It was so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like the weight of the missile killed him before the explosion <laughs> <Yeah>. did. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. it's so good. So they um, kind of hand wave the rest of it. Uh, the they eventually said the Galactic Republic was born after that, but yeah, it cuts Earth, out went, the, to, Earth oh, went to shit many times over. And once again, after that, um, after that fourth dude died, there was just turmoil and. A lot of, you know, populations got destroyed. Surface of the Earth got really fucked up again. Yeah, but the takeaway at the end of the episode is that Poblon, after watching all this, comes to people who think they should have power should remember their, always remember the past glories, but never the failures. Like everybody, especially during like the Gold Bomb Dynasty, they all remember Rudolph being a great guy who leaded and brought everybody together, but they don't remember any of the failures of the people under him and later that happened. And it's the same way with the Free Planet Alliance and the anti-Earth rebels, like, they always remember trying to rebel against the Imperial government, but never all the shit that happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, episode 57 starts off, um, it's basically a roll call of Reinhardt putting together the new cabinet ministers of the new Galactic Empire. Um, there's, like, 10, 15 of them, but the ones that matter are Marendorf as the Secretary of State, Oberstein as the Secretary of Defense, and then the new guy that we saw before is uh, Silver Birch as the Ministry of the Interior, or of Industry, mm-hmm. sorry, I should or say. Industry, industry yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, since there is no Prime Minister, Reinhardt holds the highest office and rules everything personally, so the buck stops there. <laughs> so, after all of this uh, ceremony and stuff, Marendorf Sr. asks uh, Reinhardt... Uh, he brings up to Reinhardt that he should marry because they need a line of secession and all that. Succession, not secession. Yeah, and um, he was just saying, like, hey, it's, it's you know, it's just, it is part of your duty as a ruler. I know it sounds whack, but it turns out fucking is, in fact, the thing you do have to do. Like, you <laughs> Reinhardt, do you actually, gotta fuck. No. You gotta fuck Reinhardt, to yeah, which Reinhardt gives, says, no, gives, no, actually. He gives no. excuse he's too busy. To you gotta fuck. fuck. How about fuck you? <laughs> I'm too busy to fuck, I say, furiously rubbing my memento of my dead friend. <laughs> I have no time to fuck as I power walk through my office, rubbing my memento. Sig wouldn't want me to fuck anyone. <laughs> so, uh, Meridorf asks uh, about uh, Heinlich, the Make-A-Wish guy. Ryan says, sure, I'll go meet him. Why not? After saying he was too busy, he says he's going to go do a Make-A-Wish, but... Uh, Oberstein then talks with Marendorf Sr. He wants to propose to Reinhardt about some consorts in order to get him to fuck. Yeah, he's sort of like, so, I, under- I understand you talked to him about wanting to fuck. Yes. Yeah, I think Oberstein You have a, a daughter, by the way, don't you? Uh, y- 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 yes? Yeah, that's what it was. Marendorf had a list of people, like, a list of, of eligible fuck candidates for mm-hmm. Reinhardt. And Oberstein asked yeah. if Hildegard was on that list. And uh, Marendorf Sr. says that she's too independent, that she wouldn't like that. Um, yeah, he's just like he's like yeah, I would not be able to wrangle her anywhere. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then he, <laughs> then he turns to Cambridge, kind of like motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, let, the immediate scene after he is talking to the girl like in their private residence or whatever about if she's thinking of marriage at all, and uh, she's like, I, I don't think about that stuff, Dad. That's weird. 
And then, like, immediately it goes to her inner monologue of thinking about Reinhardt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, after this, we see Reinhardt, uh, he shows up in his motorcade to talk to Heinrich. Um, Heinrich meets him in a Professor X wheelchair, which I thought was funny. (laughs) But um, Reinhardt has spidey sense, like, getting out of the car. He thinks he's in danger. Um, They go to some outdoor uh, garden table, and him... Uh, so Reinhardt, Heydrich, like a bunch of sub-admirals and all, they're just chilling around having like lunch or whatever. And uh, this is where Heinrich spills the beans that he wants to assassinate Reinhardt because he's jealous. He has this like bomb presser button thingy and he says that the ground underneath him is filled with uh, the Zephyr particles. Zephyr particles. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Heinrich, in his moment of triumph, starts monologuing about how he's wanted to do this forever, how he feels that he needs to leave some mark upon the galaxy and feel that he's powerful and important for at least a minute or two. Um, he asks Reinhardt about like what he thinks about what's going to happen to him and stuff. So Reinhardt starts monologuing and starts taunting Heinrich. Like Heinrich is well, looking to, for Reinhardt to be uh, cowardly. Like he thought he was going to cower yeah, and grovel. Yeah. But... He he just wants for a minute to hold power over the man who rules the galaxy. Like he just wants him to beg for his life to make to give him like that. That rush, that moment of power that he so desires. It's yeah. and Reinhardt is just snapping back with like, no, just kill me. What? <laughs> yeah. Just kill me. Like, just kill me if you're gonna do it, bitch. Like, pull the trigger, motherfucker. And he's just like, well, but aren't you? And he's like, no, I don't care. I'd rather die than be a turd. <laughs> he's <just> like, <laughs> yeah, he's sort of like, so how does it feel that your life might end here? He's kind of like, eh, if it happens, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, he's pretty they're, much he's, he's, he's like, pretty much said there have been shorter rules than me. It's not that important. So it's pretty much like he's. Heinrich's hoping to like enjoy this is sort of like this big huge thing and Reinhardt's kind of like well if I die here then well I'm not that important I guess what's that make like, you eh, at least like, he's like eh, at least I did something as opposed to the douchebag who made sure nothing happened huh <laughs> yeah. and it's like and he's just like so pissed off at this oh it's so good yeah so we cut over to uh Trunit who walks into Kessler Kessler by the way mm-hmm. was the pol- military police chief or whatever Trunit walks into his office and is like, oh, yeah, so I got this info. There's an assassination attempt happening right now. And he's, like, totally power playing because Trunit's a fucking double-crossing political asshole. It's Trunit. That's what he does. Yeah. yeah. And so Kessler gets all, you know, concerned about this, as he should, and has Trunit taken away because fuck Trunit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Kessler rallies the troops. Yeah, and as he's leaving, too, Trunit out the door is like, I'm not telling you this because I did it. I actually didn't want to be involved in this. They made me do it. It was I a group okay, DM. I didn't, I didn't ask to be invited to it. <laughs> I'm not crime. Don't kill me, please. All right. Thank you. I love you. Remember your buddy, Trunit. <laughs> God, I love that asshole. <laughs> he's, so, he's so perfectly dick. Like, he's so perfectly the asshole he is trying to be. It's incredible. So Trunit rallies a bunch of troops. Um, I have a note here that they take off their shoes because they're trying to sneak into the garden. That, that was really weird. Yeah. They said take off your shoes and they have all this clunky equipment. And also in like the later scenes, they have their shoes on. So it was like, well, come on, man. Yeah. Well, I think it was, I think he just didn't want the sound of like a bunch of boots marching down the street because that is very obvious yeah. as a sound. Like if you heard a bunch of military boots. Because he also told him, like, not to mobilize any armor or anything. Yeah. Like, don't send anything with an engine. Yeah. So he sends some dudes to the garden where Reinhardt's being captured. He also sends some dudes to the Earth Church um, to just storm it because fuck them. Uh, while this happens, the Earth Church goes all murder-suicide. Half of them are trying to fend off the Galactic Empire dudes. The other ones just take their poison pills or cut their guts out with knives. 
They do capture one of the leaders, a Bishop Godwin. Um, that become important later. So back at the dinner party murder suicide thing, Heinrich sees Reinhardt is playing with his locket um, because obviously Reinhardt always plays with his locket. And so he asks Reinhardt, but he's like, "Give me the locket," and Reinhardt tells him to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, he's like, "Hey, can I look at your locket?" And Hilda's like, "Please, just let him look at your locket." And he's like, "Suck my dick!" <laughs> he's like, he's like, I love how look at my locket. I love how let, much let, of a hot button it is for him just immediately. No, fuck it's off. So good. Yeah, because everything else, he's like really calm and cool and collected on. Like he's just like. Well, what if I were to murder you here? What then? Well, then I guess that'd be the end. Hey, can I look at your rocket? <laughs> Eat my ass! Like, boy, <laughs> get out of here! Like, he just, like, does not take it at all. Um, so Heinrich, and yeah, just, Heinrich he tries Heinrich. to grab it from him, and Reinhardt just fucking slaps him in yeah. the face so it's hard. It's like, like and <laughs> slap, too. It's great. <laughs> yeah, he slaps the shit out of him. It knocks the detonator away, and the guy who was, like, slowly creeping around the table with full intention to no-scope this fool just fucking like dive tackles him out of the like the wheelchair across the room <laughs> like tackles the hell out of him yeah and I, uh, I, I, I gotta wind back the way that guy slipped out of his table or slipped out of his chair was great because they showed it earlier in the episode before they did like this order of events jumping around sort of thing but somehow this dude slipped out of his chair and was like crouch walking along the side of the table totally out of view yeah it was one of reinhardt's like bodyguards or assistants yeah or whatever. i love because like at one point reinhardt looks over and the chair is totally empty yeah i don't understand how heimlich didn't see him just leave a chair but yeah yeah i was so <laughs> so heimlich monologues at on the ground before he ultimately dies um, there are Earth Church guys kind of lurking around the garden who tried to assassinate Reinhardt afterwards, but the guy gets no scoped by some of the bodyguards. Eventually, Kessler shows up um, apologizing for not seeing this in the future. Reinhardt says it's not his fault. Whatever, just you did a good job by pacifying the rest he, of the Earth Church. Yeah, he says, well, you handled the Earth Church, right? He's like, yeah. And so he's like, okay, cool. Well, what do you want me to do to, you know, Heinrich? Heinrich like, he did do the crime. He's dead. But, like, do you want me to persecute the family or anything like that and reinhardt just basically is like if you uh you know arrest someone for shooting someone with a gun do you arrest the gun do you press charges against the gun like basically <laughs> just saying the sick kid was a tool like he he was an idiot he was being taken advantage of like yeah whatever let it slide which also means let hilda and her dad yeah, since, slide as well because they're relatives yeah you know? so time like as part of the Meridor family in the past it would have been prosecute the entire family but reinhardt doesn't want to one get rid of two important people to him and also he doesn't want to fall into the old methods of the galactic empire and old dynasty of just sacking everyone so, yeah i think they said the old the old golden bomb approach was to exterminate the entire family just murder everyone yeah, but just yeah. execute the whole family but he just yeah. puts them under house arrest for the time being that that wasn't even his order. Apparently, that was Oberstein. I think it said it was, it was later. Yeah, because yeah. he because he chews Oberstein about it or yeah. chews him out about it. And we get a quote from Reinhardt said, "It's great the fight to attain power, but it sucks fighting to keep it." <laughs> yeah, basically, he's like, "Man, I liked the cool, fun, exciting action parts of war, but oh, this is all boring as hell. <laughs> this is all sucks. This is all people being snippety, shitty bitches to each other. I hate it." <laughs> So they uh, start to interrogate some of the people they captured from the Earth cult. Um, they're all fanatics, and they die with their secrets. So the military police in, um, kind of bring this up to the Council of Reinhardt and all his admirals about, like, hey, we need to go figure out what the fuck's going on on Earth. Uh, Bittenfield just wants to go nuke everything. <laughs> 
right? Aren't yeah. No. They send Wallen out, which is one of the sub-admirals from earlier, to go to Earth and suppress the Earth Church. Um, Earth Church has only... Oh, yeah, sorry. So after this, they, yeah... Reinhardt says, like, go to Earth, suppress it, everything. We cut to Julian and everybody arriving on Earth. Um, they were asking one of the pilots on the ship, I think, who, like, how many people are on Earth? What What is the population like and everything? So Earth is only cultists, and there's only, like, 10 million people left on it. So there's, like, no mm-hmm. one on there comparatively. Yeah. So essentially it was just after the reduction in like population it continued a bunch of people abandoned people weren't you know people were just still dying from the horrible conditions and then after the earth cult started coming up there was a lot of religious oppression and so more people left and more people died due to religious oppression and so now you have 10 million only cultists on the planet basically yeah i have the note popalon wants the fuck crazy earth girls the Popelon wants to fuck anything. I'm pretty sure what happened was as they were walking in and like Julian was talking to somebody about like the whole situation and just being like, okay, how is everything? How are things going here? What are the people like? How do we blend in? What should we do? And then Popelon's like, got it, babes. <laughs> just like, and Julian's just like, man, I envy your ability to think about stuff like that right now. And Popelon's just like, really? That's weird. And like moves on. <laughs> Um, so episode 58 starts up uh, Oberstein is talking to Reinhardt Oberstein also wants Reinhardt the fuck <laughs> I, I guess like sir please you have to bone down yeah and so Reinhardt redirects and asks like why don't talk about your relationships Oberstein and he's like yeah, no one gives a shit about me yeah, if, Obersti- you, if my bloodline dies out here whatever um, Reinhardt knows that he's um, referring to uh, Hildegard during all these fucking conversations. He's starting to yeah. get mad. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to fuck something. By the way, where's Hilda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's just kind of like, hey, make sure the person... Or Reinhardt, I think at one point, is just like, oh, are you worried the person I'm going to fuck? Maybe we'll have too much power and I'll give too much to them. And Oprah's just kind of like... Yes, that is a concern I have, sir. Yes. And he just like keeps getting more and more pissed, and Overstein just again just kind of like, "All right, man, whatever you want to do." <laughs> and he's like, and then yeah, Ryan's like, "Release all the Marindor family, and if anyone investigates them to get again under any circumstances, it's treason. Like it's just you're going against the direct order given by the Kaiser. So fucking leave him alone." And Overstein's just like, "Yes, sir, very good, sir," and walks out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, later we get Oberstein getting a report from Lenkamp saying that there are ties between Yang and the anti-government groups. Somehow, I guess, Lenkamp figured that out. Oberstein says not to interfere uh, with any of that. Uh, Oberstein's aide wonders if he's doing this to supply a focus for Reinhardt in the future, like to give Reinhardt something to work towards, or if he just wants to help the Alliance fracture more because he thinks that maybe eventually they can get conquered and, you know, broken up even more. Um, he also mentions that he... At least his excuse is that Lennon Camped would not take it very well if Oberstein went over there and, you know, mingled in what he, you know, Lennon Camped is very territorial about this stuff and he wouldn't appreciate Oberstein doing stuff over there. Yeah. So we get a scene of uh, Mittenmeyer talking with his wife. They are also talking about how he wants Reinhardt and Hildegard to So boning down. Everybody's talking about these days. <laughs> um after that conversation, Rutenthal shows up to Mittenmeyer. I guess they're at the Mittenmeyer's house because mm-hmm. they want pancakes or something. Um, they start talking about Trunit trying to sell out uh, the Earth Church. 
They talk about how Druinit is great as a businessman because he sells his political skills to both the Free Plan Alliance and the Galactic Empire. Um, Bitmire says that he's cutting up his honor for sale and selling it, but Rutenthal, they both think that they are, he's a parasite sucking up whatever they can get. I do like that they bring up, well, at the very least, he's an incredible businessman, if only for the scale at which he sells. For, you know, he sells <laughs> yeah. entire alliances and fucking, like, he sells Fazan as a concept or an entire cult. Like, they're like, yeah, all right. I mean, say what you will, the guy brings some good shit to the table, and every time he sells it, shit gets wild. So, like, <laughs> good on him for that. Too bad he's an honorless dipshit parasite. Yeah. <laughs> Um, an assistant comes into Mittmeyer Runthal with a rumor that says, I guess they still have captured Free Plan Alliance prisoners of war sitting around, but he says that Murkatz is alive. Uh, Mittmeyer kind of flips out about this. It's kind of out of character for him. Uh, Runthal tells him to calm down. And Runthal changes the subject to his new fling, I guess. <laughs> By the way, been the I have been boning down. <laughs> <laughs> I have in my notes, Runthal has a new fling. She's a dom and tried to stab him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird the way it comes up too because he's like fucking oh my god yeah Mittenmeyer's just like hey so I heard you uh you got some new ladies chasing chasing you and he's like well really I'm chasing her after she was in my house and tried to kill me with a knife and he's just like what <laughs> so oh yeah she's Lichtenstadt's she's has... niece yeah she's crazy she's crazy for me yeah, yeah. Tried to kill by me. the way was the old secretary of state that Reinhardt overthrow and killed but, um, and the one that Rutenthal was very directly involved with yes, the actions Rutenthal of going and arresting him, him. Yeah, during that whole thing. This was back when, um, this is back after, for those who remember, don't remember, uh, Reinhardt had uh, Kilkiast immediately died. All the admirals were wondering what to do. They said they should go back and take over Odin and sack it. Rutenthal was the guy who arrested Lichtenstein and sentenced him to death. So it's yeah. very apparent that this woman has a huge grudge against Rutenthal. Um and so then they like cut back to Rutenthal walking back into a bedroom and she's just in bed naked hanging out. And he's like, cool, I'm glad you didn't try and run away. I mean, you could have. I, I literally did nothing to stop you. You can leave anytime. Well, I, I, let's 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 verbal fight more. I kind and get of weird horny. I kind of wonder how this whole thing played out. Like he comes home one day. She tries to stab him. He gets the knife, says, huh. You screwed that up. Well, I got a guest bedroom if you want to crash here or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought it was going to be him like sexually assaulting her in this scene when I first saw it. Yeah, but he cause... walks in and then they start talking politics. And she's like taunting him saying like, your mother tried to kill you. You're a He's good like, you've got worthless. nice skin. My mother had nice skin too. Yeah, it's like so <laughs> fucked up. This whole conversation is so fucking buck wild between the two of them. Because yeah, it starts out with like, Hey, I still blame you for everything you did. And then he grabs her hands. He's like, you know, he said my mom had good hands too, and like skin she like used those ivory. To try I was and, told and tried, to, tried to stab me in the fucking eye and take my eye. But then you know that was the last time she got to hold me. And then she's just like, "Damn, your mom sounds pretty cool." Guess she she's screwed fucked up. up she I guess. Such a huh? shitty son. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's a fucking failure because she didn't get to cut up her stupid idiot asshole <laughs> son monster. They're constantly negging each other because she taunts him about his mother trying to kill him. And then he's like, well, you didn't get any of your power from the result of work. I got, I worked my ass off to be high fleet admiral. What did you get? You just got a position based on who you were for. And then he kicks her out of his own bed naked. Like, (laughs) well, and then, yeah. And she's like, well, you know, if you're so great and you're such hot shit, why didn't you try and take the empire over? And then he's like, kind of comes back from it for a second. He's like, 
You know what? He's nine years younger than me. He did more. I can't exceed him. That's why. I'm cool with him leading. He's pretty good at it. Well, yeah, get the he, fuck out of my house, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, he says that and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> just closes the door. Like, just leaves the door open behind him. He's like, all right, cool. Well, fuck off. <laughs> like, it's the most baffling thing. <laughs> this whole scene, like, took me, like, a solid five <laughs> minutes afterwards. Just, like, what just went down there? Like, what I just, was I, that? I'm just going to toss it up to the weirdest, like, RP kink session they can get yeah. into. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, it doesn't, it's not implied that, like, he made her naked and get in bed. It impl- It's implied that, like, yeah. She was the just stabbing went down and he's just like... Hey, that's not cool. Uh, if you don't have anywhere to go to, you can hang out here, I guess. Just, like, whatever. Yeah, we'll and he's just leaving, later. and he's just like, remember to take off the sheets! <laughs> so, leaving by the washing machine. We cut to uh, Wellen uh, is leaving to go subjugate Earth. There's a bunch of ships leaving Odin. Uh, Mittenmeyer is talking with Muller, who, uh, Muller's got a new ship because all of his ships blew up when he was defending Reinhardt back in the last war. Uh, Muller's new ship looks like a shield, and that kind of goes with Muller's new title as Iron Shield. I guess that's what everybody calls him nowadays. Um, they talk about how Reinhardt is giving assignments to people who still need to prove themselves, like Whalen, for example, in Lenkop. Uh, people who have failed in the past but feel that, like, they need to prove themselves so they don't resent Reinhardt for not giving them their proper, you know, go-ahead or whatever. Mm-hmm. We cut to Julian, who's on Earth. They are hiking through the mountains trying to get to the Earth cult because I guess the Earth cult lives in the Himalayas. Um, Julian is still thinking about Cat Rose because, of course, he is. He has a boner. He's 15. Yeah, um, but he's also, he's thinking specifically about, like, I swear to God I've seen this person mm-hmm. somewhere before. And oh, he had yeah. that, it, like, realization right after he first saw her, too. He's like, she, you know, th- she looks familiar. I think I've seen her somewhere. Yeah, like, it took me a second because I was, like, mad horny. But as soon as I suppressed that for a second, I was like, I think I know that person, actually. Once I got past the boner, I was like, wait a second. Hang on. <laughs> well, once, like, once at least a quarter of the blood got back into my brain, I was ready. <laughs> so they're all hiking up Earth, um, or hiking up the Himalayas to get to the Earth Church. Uh, Earth is a backward society since everybody left it. There's, like, nothing going on for it anymore. They find some old government bunkers in the Himalayas. Um, this ties into the History Channel episode we saw. Um, the old Black Flag forces used to... Uh, when the Earth government was being sacked by the anti-Earth forces, the Black Flag forces, the Earth government holed up in these bunkers, so the anti-Earth forces just flooded them and killed everyone. But um, this is where the Earth Church is chilling now, is in these old bunkers. Um, they're pretending to be Earth cultist pilgrims, to get in, so they're all dressed up in the whole robe and get up and everything. They drop off some yeah. gifts to the Earth Church, get a map uh, of the Earth Church facilities, because I guess they're handing like brochures about, hey, welcome to your first pilgrimage, you know, this is what you should do. And Poplin immediately says, where's, where's the girl sleeping? Oh, it doesn't say? Yeah, there's he looks at the map and he's like, there's is no girl's dorm, so it must be co-ed. And he's like ribbing Julian the entire time. It's and yeah, and Julian's just like, I think this is actually where Julian was like, I am amazed you can think about that stuff right now. And he's just like, yeah, it's a talent. <laughs> so while they're all talking about this, the high earth bishop shows up and everybody st- goes and grovels in front of him and watches him as he passes. Um, the bishop uh, is told goes. The bishop goes into his own private headquarters with a bunch of underlings. Um, he's told that the Odin branch is gone because they're getting the news of the fact that the assassination attempt failed. Um, 
they know the Galactic Empire is coming, and so they have to start preparing for the eventual siege mm-hmm. and you know crackdown that's going to happen. And then we see that Bishop DeViller, who is the head bishop, I guess, on Earth, uh, goes to his own private chambers, takes off his robe, uh, starts drinking. And we see that like he doesn't really care so much about the actual religion aspect. He just wants to rule something, which is Earth. Yeah. I so he's not is, really yeah. in it this for is, any... This is the Earth Pope. Yeah. He, yeah, this is Earth this Pope. Is the, he just doesn't give a shit. Dude. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. really care about the religion. He just wants power. So Surprise. Yeah. Weird. Fancy that. And this ties into a uh, discussion they were having earlier. Uh, and I want to say it was the episode before this one, actually, at the end, when they're talking about what the Earth, like, religion is when Julian and them are first arriving. And they're having this discussion of just, like, yeah, you know, I think this Earth cult doesn't actually give a shit about the Earth. He's like, why? He's like, why would they, like, go interfere with the shit of the Galactic Empire? They're on the Earth. They've got it. Yeah, they, they get would the just be, like, trying to make this win. place good. Yeah, they're getting into a bunch of, yeah, confrontations that they don't stand a chance of and will inevitably just damage the Earth. They clearly don't care about it. This is clearly just, like, another piece of a shitty political puzzle. Yeah. And, you know, that's dead on, of course. Yep. Episode 59 starts out. It's another History Channel episode. Um, Reinhardt is reading some books in his private library. Um, so they start talking about what happened after Rudolf Goldbaum died, the first guy who started the Galactic Empire. And they start to go over and, his succession. Uh, specifically, specifically, part of the window dressing for this episode is just it is being framed as Reinhardt is going through documents that were never made public in the Galactic Empire, in the yeah. original one. Like, they were just classified documents never to be unsealed ever again. And, like, now that that's overthrown, Reinhardt's going through it and trying to find any, like, super important information about it. Yeah. So, after the first Rudolph died, his son started taking over. Uh, the first son... I. I'm not writing any of the names. I'm just going to give a brief statement because this episode yeah. really didn't matter all that much. But, but for what it it's worth, really. for what it's worth, every character that's introduced in this history dies within 30 seconds. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. <laughs> yeah, his first son was a brutal suppressor of democracy, but a good leader, and the people liked him, so he cemented the government that Rudolph had started out. Uh, uh, he dies. The third gov- uh, brother took over. Uh, he liked the fuck. He had a bunch of concubines, but still did a good job, so no one gave him any crap for it. The fourth dude was a bore. He only did work, had no outside interest. Um, this, lo- this dude was kind of funny because it sounded like he just meticulously planned his days and schedules perfectly. And if anything <laughs> deviated from it, he if wouldn't. If it wasn't on have, his Outlook calendar, it yeah. didn't exist. So it's like yeah, there's, there's, exactly, there's this yeah. one scene where this dude runs in and he's like, sir, sir, there's been like an attack on like a military base. Thousands of people are dead. And, uh, 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 it's time for my afternoon walk. <laughs> yeah, literally. He's like, he's like, sorry, it's not in my schedule to hear this unfortunate interjection. Try, and he's try, just like, try next Tuesday Whoa. at noon. The usual and, scheduled and they, time, you fucker. <laughs> Then they explain what was really happening was it was one of his aides or something along those lines that was... uh, His Baron Helper was was, setting up his schedule, but it was really controlling everything he saw and did. So that guy kind of It was like this dude just loved living on a schedule and getting up, getting his trumpets at the exact time, going Mm -hmm. for an exact walk, coming back, exactly having an exact sit. Like, he was just that (laughs) kind of motherfucker. And so this dude just wrote up all of his schedules, and if there were any decisions to be made, he just did it. So the emperor was absolutely just a puppet for this uh baron guy. For this baron helper yeah so yeah. he eventually died the fifth dude took over the fifth dude loved the music and had a choir of castrated kids uh, it turns out this guy was homosexual uh the baron dude tried to exert some power over him by trying to set up his daughter but uh, that never yeah, worked once, once again the whole fucking thing comes to the picture he's kind of yeah, like so eh, he tried i don't like girls sorry <laughs> 
He oh, tried to murder that yeah, Kaiser, then, got murdered instead, uh, and then the throne was abdicated because that fifth homosexual guy just left. He didn't want to do anything. Another important note here is that uh, one of the biggest problems with the First Empire on its founding was uh, Rudolf, the, the first guy, just happened to be as soon as he was in power one of the things was he was hugely homophobic yeah and huge like as part of his you know uh what what's the what's the lovely term for trying to cull people genetically what's that great term we do love I think because of the g uh, uh it feels like genocide yeah, yeah so when he was doing all his genocidal yeah or eugenics thank you that's what i was looking for actually oh. yeah like he was i thought you're leading into a goof so i was waiting it out <laughs> sorry <laughs> No, check it out. Here comes a really hot goof about you. Just a good old Thai no, Tuesday no. goof. He's working it. All right, one sec. This is going to take some setup. This is a really tricky jump. Trying to do a, a, a ten eighty. Like, this is this is going to be the hardest the hardest ten eighty Tony Hawk's ever done. He's going to give a dissertation about eugenics while doing a hot stunt. Check it. No, but um, yeah. So Rudolph the one was uh, really terrible in that way, and it was uh, noted that. Uh, homosexuals received a huge amount of just ire and and a lot of the shit was covered up all because that. of it. They tried to suppress yeah. knowledge about it, and that's why one of the reasons that it's in this document. They mention like as they're reading it, this has never been said before. This has never been public. Like the fact that one of Rudolph's like what is his great great grandson or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. just was gay would have completely just blown up everything the dynasty was about for a while. Yeah. So. Um, there's more secession yeah. stuff that goes on. Like Ty said earlier, it doesn't matter because everybody introduced dies immediately. And it yeah, really they had mean. this whole thing about like this note left inside of lipstick from one of the guys, one of the rulers' concubines that sounded like it was a bombshell it was dropping. But I lost, I kind of glazed over and stopped oh, paying attention. Yeah, I don't know. she gave it to a, a trusted friend. That trusted friend overthrew the throne based on the information and blackmailed people. Again, none of this yeah. really matters Basically, in the grand scheme of what's happening in the show. But Yeah, that's the thing. This is kind story. of nice window window dressing, but it passed a point I was just kind of like, blah, 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 yeah. come on. Yeah. Like, the big idea there was just that before uh, the, the, the successor who was gay, uh, before he abdicated and just left because he didn't want to be part of this, which was pretty reasonable... Uh, there was someone who tried to murder him. It was the Baron, the Baron Helper, who yeah. was just like the puppet master for the mm-hmm. last guy. He tried to set up a murder, but it was just like some other random dude, some other Baron or something who just like happened to know this was about to go down, like stepped in the way and killed them. Uh, and so then the the Kaiser at that point was just like, I'm out, left a note on it, walked away. Uh, and then there was some other fighting over power yeah it, uh particularly there was one guy who got on there who was like he was an old man to go onto the throne and everyone just assumed he was gonna die in the next like 10 years because he was like 70 when he got on the throne or something yeah, he lived for like 90 and something the, he was yeah he was the leader until like age 96 oh yeah and then eventually <laughs> eventually someone killed him because they were sick of they were just like oh i think he's just never gonna die he's never gonna go away <laughs> so they poison him and then after that poisoning, um, the guy who did the poisoning, like, poisoned all of the... Concubines like, he had, I think. Concubines to try and cover everything up. And one of them on her, like, bracelet uh, had written on the inside with lipstick, like, this is the guy who did it. He made us do it this way. He's killing all of us to try and cover it up, blah, blah, blah. And then that was presented to... Another guy another as one evidence, of the people. that guy overthrew the other dude while blackmailing him. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so then the other guy ended up living out in a in a mental hospital, uh, being qu- quite well taken care of, and they note lived even longer than the guy he was trying to kill for living too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, like what the, like the narrator even said when that, that dude he poisoned who died at 96, he even said that everybody worked under him was kind of like, oh, thank God, I thought he'd never die. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's we like, were stuck here forever. <laughs> it, it, it's like, I, I, don't think they, they, I don't think they said anything that made him, made him more of an asshole than the usual rulers. It's just that literally everybody around was sort of like, he's going to die any day and it never happened. It finally did happen everybody's just like fuck it took long enough <laughs> no one was no one was able to retire yeah <laughs> no one was able to just fucking leave they're like please i want to go home i have a family <laughs> fucking tenure so after reinhardt puts the book down he's like yeah. man this shit's fucked up but i gotta read about the past know about the future and not make the same mistakes so that's how that's addressed the second act of the episode actually has some stuff going on um like gang fucking around with this cat um Frederica gets so Yann and Frederica are hanging around at home. Frederica gets a fax from the government saying that their pension has been reduced, and of course that pisses Yang off. Um, they're lamenting over the fact they're under house arrest pretty much all, all times because they're being followed, and the government wants them in his house, and they hate that because they wish they would have lives and stuff. Yeah, and they also show later in the episode that whenever he goes somewhere, he has to tell them exactly where he's going and when he's going to be back. Yeah, Lenkop is still watching him, and he thinks he's just faking this you know, married life stuff because Yang is a trickster and of course he's trying to trick everybody. So he yeah, gets the like, upper this hand. guy's too much of a genius. He, he got too many victories. No man who is that powerful with that many victories would just give up that kind of lifestyle. No way, yeah. no how. But and the thing I'm Yang trying to, literally I don't understand that exact guy. <laughs> I don't understand why they're also reducing his pension. Cause it's, I mean, it's just sort of like they're pretty much, it looks like they're just trying to pressure him into doing something. But yeah, I think that's mainly just austerity for the government since it got fucked up. But yeah, um, so there is a scene of one of these soldiers telling Yang that he's got to be on there even more surveillance and Yang's like yeah you know dude you're a soldier whatever that's all you can do not mad at you um, so Frederica asked Yang about her cooking because I guess she's kind of embarrassed it's funny that the two main uh, women in this series both Frederica and Hildegard are both kind of tomboys that they don't really know anything domestic I mean both of them being one being high you know imperial household i guess maybe didn't learn a lot but frederica is i guess in the military maybe never learned it. i don't know but frederica asks about cooking yang says uh <laughs> makes some shit up about how her sandwiches are good and this kind of concerns her because she yeah. knows her sandwiches suck <laughs> yeah it was like this uh it, it's just this moment i think of them trying to have like a, a human normal married couple yeah. human interaction amidst all of this chaos like trying to just have a moment of like frederica trying to be like look just be a regular couple with me for a second please please yang please <laughs> just like please yang i have to talk about how my food is shitty and make couple. me feel better please thank you yeah. <laughs> you, you do a lot of good things like uh what was that thing you made me on elf facile was it a set a sandwich? Sandwich! That's like, what it's called. Oh, I'm great at like sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah, but... Like, sandwiches are like the only thing I can make good. She's like, she's yeah, like, yeah, but like sandwiches, are, sandwiches just involve stacking things together and not much in the way of cooking usually, right? I don't... That we won't worry about it. <laughs> Hamburgers. She's like, oh, everything I make is just stacked or stuffed. I'm not a real cook. And Yang's just like, oh, well, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so we cut over to Kazern and his wife are in the same situation. They're both essentially under house arrest. Kazern is getting annoyed by this fact, too. 
Um, his yeah, Kazern like, is very angry about this. Yang is kind of grump, mildly grumpy, but Kazern is just every time every time they show him, he's just in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. So his wife is like, "Oh, we should invite the soldiers in for coffee because you know might as well just say hi to them because they're outside all the time." Uh, they invite one of the soldiers in. She makes like six cups of coffee. They invite the soldier in. The soldier's like, "Sir, ma'am, I'm on duty. I can't take this. Thanks, though. But bye." And then she gives all the coffee to Kazern like in front of him, and he has his like look at the camera like he needs to drink all of it. Really silly. <laughs> and he's like, you don't want me to drink all this, do you? She's like, well, we don't want to waste it. And it's just like, wah, wah. well, I guess <laughs> I'm not getting any sleep tonight. Yeah. That's right. He does look directly at the camera and say, looks like I'm not getting any sleep. And then the studio <laughs> laughed. Yeah. Uh, so Kazern's kid goes over the Yang's place with a pie. And there is a note in it when Frederica cuts it up that says, like, hey, we should hang out and talk. Um, they talk about how this would be an interesting way to chat back and forth without being under surveillance. But yeah, since the soldiers can't take the food or anything, they're just yeah. going to use it as a they means go, to communicate. The Wenley couple goes over to Kazern's place um, for a... He has to explain to the guards outside, like, listen, we're friends. Uh, we can have friendly interactions with people as we are married and have a social life, maybe. But um, the rest yeah. of this episode and is also really Yang, also Yang points out like he's like okay well we can't do this too much or it'd be super obvious if we just have children handing back and forth packages <laughs> all the time so and then like uh, uh, Frederick goes like oh don't worry I have an I have an idea so yeah so they go over and they have like a couple's night or whatever the rest of this episode really doesn't matter all that much they make fun of Frederick trying to become a housewife she's asking uh, Mrs. Kazern about cooking and all that. The last note I have here is Yang won't share brandy with Frederica, which seems mean. Like, it was like I don't know exactly. She, what was happening, I think but she was, was about like to. Frederica went. To, she went to grab the bottle. She I think, was going to take oh, it away. Yeah. Away from oh. him. yeah, I think she was getting ready to take it away from him, and he just kind of like sniped it, like right as he saw her about to reach for it. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> was going to take time. it away, and he pretty much he pretty much said, yeah, but I want a drink. And the human bo- and the body telling you you need you know to do to drink or eat something means. The body needs it, so I got a drink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the last thing of the episode is like, Yang was enjoying his married life, but not for long. For now. the narrator is doing all this shit. But um, mm-hmm. it zoomed in on a Free Planet Alliance ship while he said that, so that's the cliffhanger for the next couple episodes. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's it for now. Still, Sp- Space anime, week. go bone down. <laughs> Stop listening to fucking podcasts and go (laughs) fuck a fighter pilot or something. I don't know. (laughs) Go make an air, I guess. Sure, whatever. That's all I've learned from watching this. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Uh, Space anime. (laughs) 